What's going on, everybody? Today on Locked on NFL, we're talking about uh, your Saints, Ross, making a fun <laughs> trade. We're talking about the Eagles' perspective on that. We'll talk about that, too. And also, I think it's just time to start talking about where these rookie quarterbacks are going. I think this trade tells us something about it. We are getting into it deep here on the Locked on NFL podcast. You are Locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is Tuesday. That means you got me, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, here with my good buddy, good pal, Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. And I love being able to talk to the Saints guy on a day like today. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Let them lo- visit rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On sent you. As you can tell, we're live on this one on YouTube. So make sure if you want to get Locked On NFL episodes early, come on over to the YouTube channel where we're doing them live. Today on the show, we got to talk about this trade. So here is the deal with the trade. Basically, it's a lot of uh, really expensive but similarly priced assets all changing hands. So mm-hmm. I feel like the actual impact is low-ish. Um, but here's the details you have to get. Um, the Saints get two of the Eagles' first-round picks. They send back one of their own. Um, all in the same range about they get a 2023 first round pick. That's the real thing is the Saints deferred one of their first round picks uh, for their trouble. The Eagles get a third round pick back and a second rounder all the way in 2024. Um, and then there's some late round swapping as well. But basically the headline here is Eagles have two firsts. Saints have a first this year and next year and those swapped. Yep. That's basically, um, yeah, and yeah. that's that's the headline and the Eagles get a little bit for their trouble. Um, so everybody in the whole world is screaming from the rooftops that the Eagles won this trade because deferring a pick from one year to the next in the long term, I think is typically treated as a little too expensive by the league. And so kind of whoever's deferring their pick, which is what the Eagles are doing, um, is kind of getting ahead because they're getting something in return for doing that. And usually they get more than they deserve. So it sounds like the Eagles won this trade off the bat. I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that you don't agree. So hit me. What, what, what's, what's, what's your take? I don't. I don't. And as always, y'all, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked on NFL. Yeah, look, I look at this as being – it depends upon what your philosophy is, right? I am of the less need school of F them picks, right? That's 100% who I am. And so because of that and because I don't put as much stock in draft picks, I like the I love the fact that the New Orleans Saints made this trade and that they gave up a pick for next year that they hope. And this is the other piece of it, too, right, is the mentality of it all. In order for you to make a trade like this, in order to be the New Orleans Saints in this situation, you have to truly believe that you are going to compete within your division and your conference and the league this year. Now, in order for you to be able to do that with as many holes on this New Orleans Saints roster as there are, you have to be able to build through this year's NFL draft. It's clear that the Saints 
And Jeff Ireland, who is their director of college scouting, love this year's draft. They haven't spent money despite the fact that they have money for the first time in what feels like a century in free agency. Now they're in a situation to where they've taken a first round pick from next year and turned it into another first round pick from this year. And now they have two top 20 selections, two top 50, three top 50 selections and four top 100 selections, which allows them to address any combination of their four top needs, which are quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver, and interior defensive line. They made some moves at safety that kind of helped to figure all that out. So I think when it comes to this, it's hard to say that the Saints lost this trade without knowing what they actually get from this. Can they walk out of the first round with a future quarterback as well as a wide receiver? Can they walk out of this round, uh, this first round this year with a future offensive tackle and an explosive wide receiver? Either one of those, I think, puts the Saints in the driver's seat for now until we see how the rest of the picks for the Philadelphia Eagles convey over time, which may likely get traded or something like that as well. So you'd have to kind of track to see like what the Eagles got and all that other stuff. The other piece of it is that the Saints could potentially package these two picks to move up, use one of these mm-hmm. picks to move up while holding on. The bottom line is that the New Orleans Saints right now, much like the Kansas City Chiefs later on in the draft, have every option available to them, but maybe the Saints more so and possibly more so than any team, but maybe the New York Giants who have five and seven, they can do whatever they want. Move up into the top 10, move up a couple of picks, move back a couple of picks, whatever it is that they want to do, they should be able to answer all of the calls and all the questions in this year's draft. It's clear they like this year's draft class and multiplying their ability to be able to impact themselves immediately, I think is a good move. Yeah, that's the weird thing with these dra- with with like pick for pick trades, right? Draft trades mm-hmm. is that you can do a pick for pick trade Get worse value, like be on the lesser end of the value. But if you hit the picks and the other team doesn't, it looks like you won the trade. Right. Um, and so that's why we have to talk about it in terms of like who got the better opportunities here. And so the Saints are very cl- I think it's pretty clear what the Saints are up to here. Um, I don't th- think you should be confused about this. It's very clear that they like a quarterback or maybe a couple like, yeah, it's they they're going to get a quarterback in this draft. That's <laughs> got to be the way that it is. Right. Um, and so now they have all the ammo. Yeah. Yeah, And now they have all the ammo they want, whether that's Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, who cares? It's their guy and they're going to go get their guy. If they're wrong about that, that the problem won't be how much they paid for it. The problem will be that they staked everything on, you know, Kenny Pickett and he didn't work out. That's going to be what everybody talks about. Right. Um, so with these picks, the, the, the market of it is, and this is all very economic terms, because I think that's the best way to parse out these sort of your trading assets and liquid things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the market is inefficient when you're trying to move up in the draft. It's just, Teams just are going to charge you more than it actually is worth. Historically, the way players tend to turn out, you just have to pay more than it's worth when you want to move up. Mm-hmm. So for me, it has to be for a quarterback, or you're just, it's kind of asinine. And looking at the way the first round is is shaking out, who other than a quarterback, who would you really move up for? If you want an edge rusher, one's falling to 18, right? Um, or 16 or whatever. Like one's falling yeah. that far. The the big thing, the big thing would be moving up for an offensive tackle because this year's draft is going to be dominated by the trenches. Like the first 12 selections of this draft are going right. to be majority. And it's like someone's going to be there. Offensive line or defensive line. And so somebody could be there. But again, like when we talk about like your guy, it's okay if it's the second most important position on the field as opposed to the first most important position on the field, right? And so for me, like if you're trying to protect a quarterback's blindside, you're trying to find a new starting left tackle, yeah, move up. It seems likely that 
one of these picks is going to turn into a quarterback. But I don't think packaging both of them to go after a single quarterback, especially in this year's draft class, would be a good idea. Now, if yeah, you want to take six, yeah, right. If you want to take 16 and 98 or 16 and 49 and move up to, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Saints and Vikings, hey, they, they trade around with the craziest trades all the time mm-hmm. in the NFL. Good pals, so, Saints and yeah, Vikings. Yeah, good pals in that situation. And so, like, there's an opportunity <laughs> to move up there, but then still hold on to 19. So, you can walk away with a Jamison Williams, a, a, a Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, a Traylon Burks, like these big impact players that can impact you right away. So even if you make a move to bring in a guy that's going to end up impacting you maybe for the future, hopefully at the quarterback spot, like a Kenny Pickett, which seems to be the most likely candidate if they are going to go after a quarterback, mm-hmm. they still get the immediate impact of a wide receiver. And they do it three weeks before the NFL draft, instead of waiting until draft day where you get the bidding wars, you get the bidding contest and NFL draft picks are at their highest value during the draft. That's one of the other reasons why I like that the Saints made this trade now instead of waiting to see what they could do come day one. Yeah, the the, the game is going to be a bit of a game of chicken for the Saints. Mm-hmm. It's going to be who's our guy who are, let's say it's Kenny Pickett, but whoever they're targeting. How far is Kenny Pickett going to fall? Do we think he's going to get past that team or do we chance it? You know, right. Do we think they're going to take him? Don't we think we're going to take him? And that's going to be the kind of game. And then as soon as you're no longer comfortable waiting, you move up and you strike and you just try to push that as far as you can so you can keep as many assets. Um, but still, I mean, I think on all of the historical data, all the charts, all the studies and stuff, the Saints paid more than what it is worth to have the picks that they have now. And that might just have to be okay if it's for your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that like that it, it it can be inefficient if it gets you your quarterback. I think that's the way Saints fans need to be thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when your team was trying so hard to solve the quarterback position earlier on this offseason that they were mm-hmm. willing to foot a $35 million bill that they no longer have to foot and now can mm-hmm. roll that over to. Right. Now they can address this position with a prospect that they potentially really like and also save a bunch of money and not have to spend a bunch of money to get it all done. So Mm -hmm. next, we'll take a look at this from the Philadelphia Eagles side, right? The Philadelphia Eagles, everybody wants to, everybody feels that they won the trade. Let's talk about why and let's break down what they can now do with their future and what it means for Jalen Hurts. We'll break all of that down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. But first, I I assume at some point we're going to get some odds over at our, over at Bet Online about what some of these teams are going to be doing with their first round picks and where some of the big quarterbacks are going to go, which is going to be a big piece of today's conversation on the show as well. So if you want to get in on any of that, or maybe you just want to get in on the NBA and uh, you know, MMA, boxing, UFC, a whole bunch of different stuff, I want you to go and check out our friends over at betonline.net. They are our exclusive online betting partners here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They have everything that you need from sports developments, including uh, things like this week's Masters championships for instance you want to get in on a little bit of that uh go i think golf is a lot of fun to bet on personally but you've got podcast reviews whole bunch of different stuff that you can find all over at bet online they're your continued source for everything that you need for sports wagering information including live betting which i know luke loves as well as esports and scores so head over to the website today or on your mobile device so that you can learn more about all the trends in action with our friends over at bet online where the game starts Thank y'all so much for making Lockdown NFL your first listen of the day. Or if you're really cool, if you're like one of the coolest kind of people, your first watch of the day Aww, on YouTube. Yeah. Check out the Lockdown NFL podcast on YouTube. We got lighting setups and everything now, all right? We're doing this good. <laughs> so let's move on to the Eagles side of things. Um, and everybody says the Eagles win the trade. And I think a great way to think about this, because when you defer a pick, when you're talking about you know picks this year or next year or the year after, um, for every year you defer it, 
move it up around. Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of the rule of thumb. So mm-hmm. a fourth rounder next year is worth a uh, a fifth, fifth rounder, rounder this year, this year right? Yeah. I did that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a fourth rounder next year is worth a fifth rounder this year. And that exact trade has happened before. The Vikings did that trade with the Ravens a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, where, okay, we have a fifth rounder. If we wait a year, we can move it up around. That's the rule of thumb. And if you mm-hmm. do that, especially with the 2024 second, which feels more like a fourth rounder now, um, but the Eagles essentially get to defer their first round pick for a year. And for their trouble, they get a three and a four, right. um, which or a three and a second round or two years deferred. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some late round pick swapping that you don't need to worry about. That's basically what happened here. And then for whatever reason, they also traded pick 18 for 16. <laughs> like, yeah. Move up know. two rounds. <laughs> um, so all of, deferring one first round pick in a year where you have three first round picks deferring one into next year seems like a good way to do this anyways, mm-hmm. especially if the Eagles want to go up for a quarterback next year, which that class is supposed to be pretty hot. Yep. Um, and then getting more value in return for that just seems like a value slam dunk. Mm-hmm. You got to hit with those picks. And this is where Howie Roseman has always been. He's been very good at acquiring liquid assets and also very bad at getting J.J. Arcega Whitesides. So that's where the Eagles are at right now. But from a value perspective, Eagles fans should be very, very happy. And you just have to hope that they hit on some picks. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think like the the, the thing I want to highlight that you mentioned that I think is so important is that Howie Roseman has done a great job with trades but then not necessarily being able to turn the capital into players that hit the field. Now, Jalen Hurts is a part of that conversation, and I think one of the reasons why Philly makes this move. They get to go into 2022 with Jalen Hurts as as their quarterback, and then they enter that hot quarterback market that you just mentioned. They also still have two first-round picks this year with 15 and 18 because they held on to 15 and all this. And then they have two first-round picks next year, which allows them also some mobility if they want to move up even for a quarterback this year or again for a quarterback next year, which will be a much better class. And honestly, too, with the New Orleans Saints exiting the first round next year, I think that that's another thing that tells you that they're probably looking at a quarterback this year, just a little extra Mm -hmm. thing there. And so I think that when it comes down to what the Philadelphia Eagles get out of this, they get the opportunity now with two first round picks to put some immediate impact players on their team. If you talk about the two first round picks that allow them to both maximize Jalen Hurts in 2022, but also build an offense just in case they have to go to a rookie quarterback or even just a free agent quarterback in 2023. So I think it's a smart move for them to be able to defer one of those picks back there because they probably didn't have enough prospects on their board that are considered first round prospects to have three first round picks. Anyway, most teams don't. Right. Most teams have 10 to 15 first round grades and then the rest of the first round is all second round grade guys. So this puts them in a good position to be able to maximize what they look at next year. And and from a more, I guess, a less quantifiable perspective, Mm -hmm. you get another year to look at Jalen Hurt. Yeah. He's been kind of behind the eight ball. You know, you got a coaching change in there. They've had injuries they've dealt with. They've dealt with weird offensive line situations. You could make an argument that, hey, I don't think Jalen Hurts is really in a fair shake and we don't have a great eval on him. One mm-hmm. more year to get to be really sure about what you want to do there. Because what if they stay a little healthy and Jalen Hurts has a breakout year and oh my God, we didn't know how good he was, you know, like Josh Allen had in his right. uh, in right. his third year. Um what if that happens with Jalen Hurts? It's not outside of the realm of possibility, right? I mean, I wouldn't project it, but it could happen. Why not? Mm-hmm. And if that happens, you want to be in a world where you 
prepared for that where you you can maneuver inside that scenario. You don't want to do what the Packers did where we didn't plan for if Aaron Rodgers doesn't drop off. And now suddenly right. we just blew a first round pick, right? Um, so I, I think the Eagles have done that. Where like if Jalen Hurts is good and he just like kills it, they win the NFC East, it rules. Now you have two first round picks. You could just like surround him with talent and start. This, now you're in a window. Let's go. So I, I love the flexibility that both of these teams already had, and I think it's really just two teams kind of deciding what year they want to go for their quarterback. Um, yes. And that's it has a lot more to do, I think, with their evaluations of on either quarterback class than it does on the nuances of value. And what does it look like on the trade charts? And who should you trade up or trade down? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's Saints want a quarterback this year. Eagles are going to want one next year or are going to want to wait a year before they decide if they want one is a better way to put it. And I think that's all the trade is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the way that the New Orleans Saints have been building their roster here recently over the course of this offseason, it's a lot of two-year deals, a lot of like extra void mm-hmm. years, stuff like that. So it tells you that they're looking at a roster turnover at some point in the near future. And so building out that quarterback or drafting that quarterback now and then giving them an opportunity this year to develop and learn and all this other stuff while sitting makes a lot of sense. Meanwhile, Philly can address different pieces. I mean, they're able to now take those two first round picks and try to add to the wide receiver talent, which they haven't been able to do successfully in the draft so far. And so they would love to, I'm sure, be able to build around that. But you also have an offensive line that you're trying to fix up. You have a defensive line that you're trying to make up for to just some aging veterans there in that in that uh, in the trenches. You have a, a secondary that you'd love to rebuild. There's a lot of good linebacker talent that matches the fold in terms of what it is that Philly loves at linebacker, which are kind of like safety more than they are linebackers. So you have now all of this ability to be able to do that. Plus you have pick 101. So now you have all of these top 100 selections, right? It's not just the first round that's impacted here. They have this whole slew of top 100 selections that allow them to be able to inject some immediate talent into their roster while they give Jalen Hurts that next run and give him more opportunity. Now, obviously we're talking about it from like the national perspective, right? There's also the Locked on Eagles podcast with Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri where you can go and listen and hear a bunch more on what the Philadelphia Eagles may be planning to do. But I'll tell you a lot of what we've said, I know those guys have echoed as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I think you're right. I think it's a pretty good evaluation of where teams value quarterbacks win. And the 2023-2024 quarterback class is supposed to be very good. This year, there's not really a consensus quarterback class or like quarterback order, if you will. It's not really mm-hmm. a QB one. But now after this trade, that quarterback class for sure gets impacted. So next, Luke and I are going to talk a little bit about where we think these uh, quarterbacks are going to end up, right? Good fits for them, things like that. So I'll match quarterbacks to teams as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. And as we get closer to doing that, I also uh, feel like it is a perfect time where we're talking about like tinkering with rosters and tinkering with draft picks to talk to those of you who are tinkerers with your vehicles. You like that, Luke? You like that? No. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, so if you're <laughs> looking for something, <laughs> so if you're looking for parts, pieces, accessories for your car, no matter the make, model, or year, RockAuto.com has an endless selection of things for you to be able to choose from. Everything from uh, uh, you want floor mats, they've got it. You want just the blades on your windshield wipers. I know that's a constant purchase for Luke and Rainy in the rainy West Coast. Uh, but you're able to get 361 those. That's right. $104 for one of those things. You go to a mechanic, they're going to be like, we got to replace your whole system, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be hundreds of dollars. No, no, no. Just play like four bucks and slide in the piece of rubber. It's easy. 
Yeah, one time I went to a mechanic to try to get my windshield wipers changed and they told me I needed to change the entire windshield of my car. That's not true. But if they did, I'd be able to save a lot of money by not dealing with that by going to rockauto.com because no one's trying to upsell me there. I just jump on, I tell them to make the model of the year, click a bunch of buttons in an easy to navigate menu and then they give me things that are 30, 50, sometimes even 70% off of what you would pay over at the, uh, the, the, the brick and mortar stores, the chain stores and stuff like that. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. Seriously, absolutely love the site. It helped me a ton with all of my vehicle needs, which is a sentence that should tell you a lot about me and my relationship to vehicles. Uh, so go and check them out. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you right and Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, let's talk about some of these rookie quarterbacks. Who are these guys? Like, we've been super nebulous about it to this point. Like, oh, maybe they're going up for, like, a quarterback, whoever it is. But who is it going to be? And I want to start with the Saints, your Saints. Who are they picking? Who's their guy? Is it Kenny Pickett? That's what the wins are telling us. But is it going to be him? Are they going to trade up further, try to get Malik Willis? Do they Have they fallen in love with a Desmond Ritter? What's the deal? I will tell you that for me, Malik Willis is QB1 in this class. But for the New Orleans Saints, Kenny Pickett probably makes the most sense. Kenny Pickett is one of, I think he's actually the only, the only quarterback in this draft class that meets the Bill Parcells quarterback commandments, which are kind of seven requirements or a criteria of seven requirements in order to be a draftable quarterback in the NFL in Bill Parcells opinion. And of course, Sean Payton carried that along. Ian Book last year when they drafted him in the fourth round, he checked all of those boxes, but it's about seven criteria. Sean Payton's gone now, but I think that those types of prototypes aren't really going anywhere. Jeff Ireland's still a part of it. So Kenny Pickett's the only one that, you know, graduated as a senior that graduated period that, you know, um, had a 60% completion percentage, two to one touchdown to interception ratio, all of that stuff. Uh, and I, I see somebody live in our chat that says Desmond Ritter does as well, but he wasn't a three-year starter. So there's a bunch of stuff here to where you don't get the full check boxes with a guy like Desmond Ritter, like you do with Kenny Pickett. Everybody else falls short of those seven quarterback commitments. So with that, being the case, if that is still a part of the New Orleans Saints evaluation, which it sounds like it is at this point, then it sounds like Kenny Pickett would be the target for the Saints. As much as I love Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett is probably the guy. That okay, that makes sense. And I guess m- maybe from here on out, let's let's talk about some of those other guys and maybe where we could mm-hmm. see them going. For example, I see a lot of mock drafts that have Malik Willis penciled in to the Carolina Panthers. Seems like they're interested in him. Um, It seems like they will have a chance to get him because everybody in front of them either has their quarterback situation figured out or erroneously thinks they have their quarterback situation figured Mm -hmm. out. Nobody thinks they're like, nobody thinks the Giants are going to take one, even though they probably should. So is that, I mean, are we, can, can we just kind of slot that in Malik Willis to the Panthers at six and they don't have to do anything? I would say so. I mean, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. It's either going to be the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. I mean, a lot of the NFC South. Well, maybe the Falcons trade up. Right, right. So remember, the the entire NFC South, with the exception of Tampa Bay, were all in the whole uh, Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, that really uncomfortable pursuit that they went through. And so I think that that's still a piece that they would look to add. And Malik Willis is probably one that makes the most sense there. But I wouldn't I I wouldn't write off Kenny Pickett to the Panthers either as there's a connection there with Matt Rule heavily recruiting him to Temple before he went to college. So there's a little bit of a connection there between Matt Rule, who, by the way, here's a funny thing for you, is the NFC South's longest tenured 
head coach now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Isn't that gross? Anyway. A couple of retirements. <laughs> a couple of retirements. That'll do it. That'll do it. But so Kenny Pickett could also be in play for the, the Carolina Panthers. But Malik Willis definitely in that Panthers-Falcons uh, range, probably the top 10 quarterback that will go. So I'm just going to keep it going. Um, what about Desmond Ritter? Is he yeah. Well, so here's my question about him. Is he a year one starter or is he the kind of guy that has to wait a year? Because if he's the kind of guy that has to wait a year, that's the kind of guy that I could see like a team like the Bucks going mm-hmm. for where we don't know how much Tom Brady we have left. And right. did they were did they really talk themselves into Kyle Trask or was that no. them kind of saying, hey, let's, you know, gas this guy up so people don't think we're in the market. Um, so like, is that the case or is it a, could could he go to a team like the Texans who have this Davis Mills thing? And if that works, it works. Um, But if he's going to be there in the high second round, like, is that what we're doing here? You know? Yeah. I, I, I love your, your fit or your, your sort of idea there of Desmond Ritter to the bucks, because it does make a lot of sense, right? They, they don't, I mean, you probably got a year learning under Brady, man. Right. Right. And you've probably got a year of Tom Brady left and that's it. Right. Like at this point, that's what you've got. And so I would love the idea of him sitting behind, uh, sitting behind Tom Brady for a year and then be able to go there. However, if he is somebody and he is the other quarterback that gets the most conversation about being NFL ready, along with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. So what about Seattle who still hasn't solved their quarterback, uh, question at all, really at this point. Yeah. So with, so it's Baker can, Mayfield season over there. If you right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and really like, are you, Desmond Ritter or Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter as a rookie versus Baker Mayfield, you're kind of coming out. I mean, no offense, Baker, but you're kind of coming out even here about Baker Mayfield in a new system plus Desmond Ritter as a rookie. Is I the like ceiling higher harder, for Desmond Ritter? Like, I feel like you have to work harder to talk yourself into Baker Mayfield than you do it into, into Desmond Ritter. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I would like to see, personally, and I know how the Seahawks are, right? The Seahawks tend to go and grab third-round prospects in the first round. We see this over and over again with them. And so Desmond Ritter, who's probably more like a second-round prospect, should very much be in play for Seattle at any of those selections. So that's, that would be my fit for Desmond Ritter. I think that would be a great spot for him. All right, we're, let's do one more. And it's kind of the only guy in this class that I think I'm personally higher on than most people. I'm pretty mm-hmm. much around consensus with everybody else. But I just can't quit Sam Howell. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I like him. Where do we think he can he can land? I, I mean, he's not a top 15 pick or anything to me, but that might happen because that's just how quarterbacks go. Guys trade up and value. suddenly there's a run and you panic and you trade up. and you. Yeah. Yeah, quarterback value is always a really tricky one. I don't know. I think like... How much time, I know that they just traded for him, but how much time does Matt Ryan really have in Indy? How many years does he really have, right? And Sam Ellinger is more of a fullback for you than he is really <laughs> a quarterback. And so, is he like, going to make the team? <laughs> right, right. And so I, I wonder if there's any interest in Indianapolis or from Indianapolis to mm. potentially like load up and kind of say, okay, we're going to have this next guy. But one that makes the most, probably the one that makes more sense than that in terms of like immediate ability to fit in, the Detroit Lions. Because you're not moving forward with Jared Goff. It's just not happening. Yeah. Right? And so you know you're evacuating his contract after this year. You're, you're moving that on. So you give him a year in the system, learns to bite some kneecaps uh, with Dan Campbell, and then he takes over next season. And I think he's a good fit for what that offense wants to be. I think that makes sense. I have I'm, – I'm starting to, to put the puzzle together in my head. I see this playing out in a way. 
you get Malik Willis to the Panthers at six. The Saints trade up to seven. They take Kenny Pickett. Sam Howell to the Falcons at eight. And there's your run. Oh. All NFC South, all rookie quarterbacks, and Tom Brady. And there's your NFC South. I love that. I'll tell you one thing I would love to see the Saints do. One thing I would love to see them do is just turn left on everybody. Zig when everyone expects them to zag, whatever that stupid Pick a kicker. Is. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. Thanks. Every- no, uh, Roberto Aguayo, baby. What, what I would love, what I would love to see them do is go like tackle and wide receiver in the first round and then circle around to Matt Corral in the second round. Oh yeah. I don't know how to feel about Matt Corral. I feel like I can't, I can't evaluate him because all he did was RPOs and Lane Kiffin like doesn't do that because he likes RPOs. <laughs> he does that because his quarterback can only do so. Like, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I got to look close deeper into him. I, I haven't looked yeah. that deep. I don't like him as a first round prospect, but in the second round or even a Carson strong in the third round, that's what I'd really love to see them do, but they're probably going to go mm. for Kenny Pickett. So I got yellow back here. If you're watching on YouTube, yellow back here, it's, it's supposed to be kind of gold for the saints, but really it's just for Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett. So there you go. There it All is. Right. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in and making locked on NFL your first listen of the day and joining my friend Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL and myself Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA thanks as always making us your first listen of the day make sure you come back tomorrow Tony and James keeping you up to date with everything I'm sure they're going to give their opinions on the way that this draft class just got impacted by this massive blockbuster trade between the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles and what else is going to happen moving forward? For your next listen today, though, I'm sure these guys, Eric Crocker, Ryan Tracy, they're probably pulling their hair out. They did a mock draft Monday, and then this happened. So they're probably doing another mock draft. So stand by for <laughs> mock draft Tuesday over on Locked on NFL Draft. Make that your second how it goes of the day as well. For Luke Braun, daily host of Locked on Vikings, I am Ross Jackson, daily host of Locked on Saints. And we'll see you again here soon as we continue on with the Locked on NFL podcast, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.